2148, mankind would make the greatest discovery of their existence. But beyond the solar system, 16 years before that Mars expedition, galactic civilization is already flourishing. The Council and its allies bring peace to the brightest parts of the galaxy, while mercenaries, slavers, and worse, dominate determinist systems. All made possible with technology left behind by the ancient Protheans. Their most fantastic technology allows them to travel through the stars in an instant. Humans will eventually call it the greatest discovery in their entire history. The rest of the galaxy has another name for it. Mass Effect. And we zoom in following a ship flying through an asteroid field. As it navigates the floating debris, it comes upon a particularly large asteroid with what appears to be a tower sticking underneath it. Uh, it is lit underneath by some very dominating and intimidating looking red lights and the ship pulls through the asteroid and we see the buildings and structures built into it both hanging from the asteroid directly and up from the structure built beneath it and that ship eventually docks in a port and out floats a sort of bluish pink looking figure uh it is it has six long tentacles going down from its main body and on top of its main body are two dorsal fins and it is escorted by another alien uh chloe why don't you introduce your other alien why don't you tell us what they look like and what their deal is about uh, hello, I am Alien. <laughs> Thank you. That was very helpful. <laughs> I'm not sure where to start. I'm... The Alien is a... Vaguely reptilian-looking woman, question mark? Definitely older for her species. Her face is sort of a yellowish color with black and red spot, uh, black and red like areas surrounding it. And her eyes are pretty much completely black. All right. What is the reason that you are uh, escorting your Hanar, uh, Hanar charge on, here on Omega? Uh, well, Rilnir is, uh, as much as I am bodyguard, mentor, whatever, what have you, all sorts of things to Rilnar, uh, it kind of just goes where it wants. I can't stop. I'm, I'm, I'm not in charge of stopping anyone from doing anything. I'm just there to make sure no one dies and that, you know, everything's a learning opportunity. So... Against my protests, we're here because, well, there's no more interesting place in the galaxy than Omega. Uh, yes, and you can tell Rilnar is looking around. Even though Hanar typically don't have visible eyes, you have grown up with Hanar for quite a long time, so you know when they are just looking around and what end is looking 
and uh, they look over at you and say, this one did not expect Omega to be as true to its reputation as it is. If you think this is the extent of what Omega is, you are in for a rude awakening, Relnar. This one is doing its best to try and stay collected. It understands that panicking is often a sign of weakness among those who live on Omega. Well, perhaps we'll just have to do something to make the visit more comfortable. What would you... This isn't... This is hardly the first time I've been to Omega. Where would you like to go first? This one would like to hear your suggestions. Colin, how old is Rolnar? Uh... In just don't give me like an exact age. Just give me like in yeah. a in a life stage by Hammer yeah. standards. Uh, life stage, young adult starting to probably come on their own. Uh, more likely than not, within the next couple years, is going to be expected to like get their own like businesses and such up and running and having to stop like relying on their parents so much. Right. Now that makes sense. Weird quote, do Hanar drink? Like, socially? I am... Do Hanar I'm have mouths? I'm desperately trying to remember if there's like some sort of like joke between the three games, if there's like some sort of like weird Hanar alcohol. Do Hanar have gender? <laughs> that's not what I googled, Nassif. I mean, that's not what I googled, Google. I asked if they drink. They have to have some sort of psychoactive substance that they use recreationally. Yeah. They do export alcohol, according to the wiki. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's some sort of Hanar, uh, Hanar drink. <sighs> Perhaps... We can visit a more reputable establishment as far as Omega goes, and a drink will help you acclimate. This one sees the wisdom in your statement. Perhaps this one can visit the establishment it has heard so much about afterlife? There are certainly worse places to visit on Omega. <sighs> Let's be off, shall we? Uh, and as you two start heading t- towards Afterlife, and what I now realize is probably going to be they all met in a bar situation. <laughs> uh, the only thing on Omega is bars. I mean, bars and like slums that are infested with the deadly synthetic bioweapon, yeah. So then, Kenzak? Yeah? What are you doing? 
Working. Please paint me a picture. Please give me something to work with here. Well, Krogan have a uh, very hardy constitution that allows them to survive severely dangerous conditions that other species would consider uninhabitable. Hence why his room looks like a disaster happened there a hundred years ago and has been decaying and festering and growing molds and other organisms that don't require light or uh, well they do require heat there's there's plenty of heat coming off of the uh, the computer staffs but yeah so uh, Kenzak stopped buying snacks a long time ago now he just uh, eats the fungus that grows on what was left of the snacks and the occasional full meal that he still buys now and then. I was going to say, does he like fucking eat the mold? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, it's spicy. <laughs> but like, in, in particular, like what is uh, Kenzak doing? Well, let's say that the latest job he's gotten has been to clean the accounts of a uh, fairly disreputable but relatively wealthy individual whose uh, business activities are none of Kenzak's business. And uh, recently he has been going through their files, making sure that any sort of tags that would reveal illegal activity or uh, allow a government hacker to uh, cotton on to something going on are removed. It's not exactly money laundering, but it is sort of the uh, the computer equivalent of just shredding the paper trail. Okay, sure. Uh, go ahead and roll me... We'll say, just because it's the first roll of the game, go ahead and roll me Average Sysops. Okay. And, uh... How many dice is average? Two. Two. It's two of the purple. Alright, that's two successes, one advantage, and one triumph. Alright, so you definitely do the task. Um, with... An advantage, I'll say that, actually with a triumph, I'll say that you get out, get in and get out before absolutely anyone can, like, detect you, like, you're not even there, they're just gonna, uh, next time they are in their computer, they're going to wonder what the hell happened to those files. Actually, um, I would like to spend the triumph on giving myself a backup of the files so that I can demand an extra 50% on the promised payment <laughs> to also keep my mouth shut. Alright. Uh, what do you want to what do you want the uh, the advantage there to be then? Because I'm trying to think of like I don't think we need to spend every single symbol. No, no. Th those are those are good enough. The, the, the triumph is really good. Okay. Wow. That was a hell of a first roll. Um, yeah. So, 
<laughs> nothing at all on the purple dice, incidentally. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, damn. So, while you're going through the uh, the copies of the files that you've made for yourself, you notice that there is a reference that uh, this client has that refers to... I'm not even going to, like, dance around it. It's it's the slave trade. There's he's some he is somewhat invested in the slave trade. How uh, you can't really tell. He might just be uh, backing someone and getting a cut of the profits, or he might be like actively buying a slave. You don't know, but like you you can't get that clean of a detail out there, but you definitely find out he's somehow involved in it, which, it's Omega, so, you know, whatever, but definitely not greatest guy. Yeah, I don't really care how deeply he's got himself dug into the slave trade. I just know that if I give this to the Citadel authorities, then uh, he's gonna be in a shitload of trouble, and that's worth some extra all right, so with uh, with that out of the way, Cat, mm-hmm. what is Kunk up to at the moment? Fuck all. <laughs> I don't know if there are like street corner auctions or like auction houses or whatever, but whatever environment I am in, I am like my ankles are manacled together, my wrists are manacled together, I have a muzzle over my face, and blinders over my eyes. I'm not <laughs> doing shit until further notice. There's there's definitely, uh, you can hear the Batarian who was tasked with uh, getting you, getting rid of you, just going like, no, no, please, just, I'll give you 50 credits if you take him. I'll give you, sir, sir, give you 100 credits if you, sir! <sighs> Goes up to you and goes, you're more trouble than you're worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same to you. <sighs> Who knows, maybe there's gonna be, maybe there's someone willing to take you off our hands on the extra net. And he, like, pulls up a his Omni tool and starts like poking around. And uh, it's at this point, Keznak, you see that there's someone who's like free, uh, for free or best offer, one Vorcha. Blood pack trained, comes with its own shotgun. <laughs> Slightly defective. <laughs> well, good bit of a problem here, though, which is that aside from being player character, I got no reason to buy a random Vorcha. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we'll keep that under our hat a little bit for now. So, the Vitarian just, like, sighs and goes up to you and goes, you know, if nobody gets you in the next, like, half hour, I'm just gonna shove you out in airlock, right? I have no idea what you just said. 
<laughs> Would you like to roll to see if you can get out? <laughs> you want me to roll to break these cuffs? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll average brawl. Right. You can't break those cuffs. Um. Okay, so tell me, how do I roll something average? So, uh... You're going to end up using two of the difficulty dice, which are the purple dice, and you're going to roll your athletics uh, skill, which I see you have two of the yellows and one of the greens. So just pull up, like, in terms of you being able to do this in here, like, you can just type in 2P in modifiers and then click the uh, button next to the athletics. Okay. So you just roll that, and then you compare symbols, and then luckily roll 20 takes care of all the adding and subtracting of symbols for us. Yes, I did read that much, at least, that successes on the green diamonds are cancelled by failures on the purple diamonds, and so long as you have at least one success, you win. Yep. And when I say a difficulty level, that's just how many purple dice you roll. So average is two purple. Alright, I got one success and one advantage. One success and one advantage. So I'm going to say that your advantage is that when you bust out the uh, the Batarian who was tasked with watching you has like is like facing the other way and has to take time to turn around before uh, before he can see what's exactly is going on so you just break out and like rip off the uh, the blinders <laughs> and oh no he's going to become someone around, else's problem what'll i do now <laughs> as as he as you turn around you see a batarian dressed in like yellow armor and uh and not wearing any helmet and like the yellow armor has like a vague painting of a black sun uh, setting on it, and as he turns around, you see a sort of brownish uh, colored being who has, like, most notably, they have four eyes, and, like, when they open their mouth, you see rows of, like, small, like, thin teeth uh, that are coming coming from their mouth, and he turns around and he goes, what the... Okay, so I'm a little bit confused. Are there two people here, or just the one? It's just the, it's just the um one. Well, there's a bunch of people here. He's trying to hawk you off on on crowds, but the crowds are not like interested in buying a chained up Vorcha, who this guy is trying to pay people to take away. Uh, so the crowd is just sort of like looking at you now as they're like walking along. Okay, so. This guy has had me tied up on the cold, hard ground for days. He's a jerk. I'm going to call him a jerk. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, what do you want me to roll to double axe handle him right in the middle of his little cluster of four eyes with all of my strength? That sounds like brawl. And... The way melee works is that melee attacks are always melee attacks are always at average difficulty, so you're always going to give yourself uh, 
two, 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 two purple dice. But also go ahead because you've got you caught him unaware. Go ahead and add one of the little blue six-sided dice as a modifier. You can just uh, type in one B. Boost dice, yes. That's one failure and two advantages. All right. <laughs> so the wonderful thing about Genesis is that when you fail, you can still have good things happen. So you go to like slam him right in the um, right in between his uh, eyes, and he like turns around and he's gonna he starts pulling up his Omni tool to try and like call call for backup. But you slam, but because you missed that one initial attack, your slam goes right into his hand, and his Omni tool just sort of like shatters and like disintegrates. So he can't call for backup. You mean the hollow display? Because the computer the is displays. elsewhere on his body. Yeah, yeah, the, the hollow display like cracks and shatters. Because they do have they are hard light according to Mass Effect 2 and 3. Okay, well, I uh I failed to get my message across, so I'm going to keep trying to tell him he's a jerk until I am either successful or forced to do something else. <laughs> Okay, I did not stat this guy, so I'm just going to use. Uh, <laughs> I actually, mistake. I, <laughs> I do have uh, I do have a uh, stat block ready to go though that to fulfill much the same purpose. So, since we are getting into combat, <laughs> you go ahead and roll cool. He is going to roll vigilance because he is definitely caught unaware, and whoever gets more successes goes first. He gets two successes and an advantage. Ah, wow. His, uh, actually have less dice than him. I have one success and an advantage. Okay, so he gets to go first. <laughs> Luckily, this guy's a he's minion. He's caught off guard, but he's faster than I am. Luckily, this guy's a minion, uh, so his fucking skills are going to be hot trash. And, uh, he is going to try and you know what he's gonna try and run away from you he's just gonna roll uh athletics and because he doesn't have any skill points in athletics he's just gonna roll straight uh straight brawn so okay he's gonna get three successes to run away no uh, no advantages or anything so um you're just gonna have to try and keep up with him if you want to get your message across, or you can fucking shoot him. Look, I'm gonna say that it's unreasonable that I have like immediate hand access to a fucking my gun. Yeah, uh, just right off the bat, it isn't unreasonable. I think, however, to rip one of the manacles off of my wrist and just chuck it at the back of his head. <laughs> Okay, so uh, go ahead and roll uh, ranged light. It's at short distance, so that's difficulty one. However, you're going to get, I'm going to say you're going to get uh, one setback dice because of his uh, three successes there. Oh, get fucked, my dude. Okay. Three um, successes and an advantage. <laughs> and an advantage. Uh, what do you want that advantage to turn into? Like, like how do you think that this could uh, come to you. this could work out in your favor 
Advantage, mm. he knows you're calling him a jerk. There are specific ideas you can purchase. Or yeah, things you can um, purchase for combat. Is there it's, a place in the book where I can Yeah, page one oh four. Um Inflict a critical injury that deals a successful attack. Okay, so you can inflict a critical injury on this guy. Hell yes. Hell yes. Uh, It does say cost may vary because that cost is based on the critical rating of your weapon. Oh, right. That's right, because you need to... You know what? I'll I'll just say that this has a critical of one. This is is not a... You know what? Activate an item quality. I'm activating the manacles restraint. <laughs> so you bonk him on the head and it falls onto his hands and like restraints him to like a fucking pole somewhere. I miss his head. I get him around one leg. Okay. So yeah, he he immediately is like as he's running, he like sort of slips and falls a little bit. Like not enough to be considered prone, but he's just looking at his like, but you have gotten your point across. No. No? That was chastising him for leaving before the conversation is over. Okay. Now I'm going to do a sprinting flying pile drive on him. Hold on, hold on. I'm To call him a coward in addition to a jerk. So, uh, I was going to say that, uh, that that thing deals one damage, so uh, two, three Sook is one, so he's he suffered two wounds. Okay, out of his six. All right, now go ahead and I guess roll brawl again. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, you do need to add a uh, setback dice because he has one defense. I forgot about that. But also, go ahead and add. We'll say a single boost dice to uh because he's restrained against like some sort of pole or something. All right. <laughs> I cannot hurt this man. <laughs> okay, but that is an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I cannot I cannot hit this man hard enough to get through his fucking armor, but I have him pinned underneath me and I am just like I've got him mounted, I'm still muzzled, and I am just screaming at him and ineffectually drubbing him. <laughs> Uh, there is a couple people who, like, are walking by this and just, like, sort of staring. One person pulls out their Omni-Tool, points it up, and, like, clicks it, and it's, like, saving that for for today. It's probably the most interesting thing we're gonna see. And, like, he's like, okay, okay, jeez, just get off me, jeez. Go away. Uh, let's go to see someone else for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Healy, uh, you have just gotten past the line, uh, or rather, you just finished waiting in the line to get to Omega, uh, not Omega, to get to Afterlife. Um, the sign outside has, like, that still has that visual display of the name of the bar, and it's on fire, and then, like, you're in the, then you walk through the, uh, entrance, and it's got like this really dark red lighting and there's a couple of like sofas along the way and after you walk through that long hallway there's a bar and that bar has 
a circular, like, main area with a giant view screen of uh, dancing a sorry woman, and there's, like, also, there's more sorry women, like, dancing on poles on, like, right around it, and dotted through the bar, there are various, like, booze that you can go and take a seat. Uh, you're in the upper area. There's also a lower area where there's a similar setup, but, like, the bar is much more... There's, like, the bar, actual bar there, so that's where you would go get your drinks, but here you can also, on this level, you can look up and you can see a sort of it, like office area and in that office area you see a woman dressed in like this white jacket wearing like some sort of like weird um god I'm trying to remember corset thing and it's it's an it's an asari and she's got like these tattoo faces and she's just like looking out over the bar and You've been here often enough to know that this is Arya Talok, the de facto ruler of Omega. And Omega, as you know, has exactly one law. Don't fuck with Arya. Aside from that, you're free to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I'm just like pointing these things out as we go. I'm just like, <sighs> well, Omega hasn't changed very much. Uh, you see the Asari up there in the office. That is Arya Taluk, the most dangerous person on this station. Yes, this one has heard stories about Arya, and this one would prefer if we did not interact with her. I don't think that will be an issue. I can't imagine why we would ever have to talk to Arya Tola. Now, this one's grateful for that. What are we ordering? My treat. Uh, so you head to the uh, to those lower levels, and there's a uh, Turian who is currently working the bar, and uh, he does have face tattoos because it's a big no-no in. Turian society to not have face tattoos it usually means that you are extremely untrustworthy or got banned from your clan or something so he does have those and he takes your orders uh Rilner orders something on the lighter side for Turians what do you have lighter side for Turians or lighter side for Hanar? Later side for Turians. He's Interesting. going to tr- yeah. He's going to try. He's going to try it. I don't think there's actually no. The the bartender does have to warn him that like he has that Turian drinks are typically not meant for consumption by anyone except for Turians and Quarians because they have a weird DNA structure. But uh, real nerd's going to try it anyway. Do I know if I should be worried about this? <laughs> like, can uh, I roll life science? Yeah, go ahead. So I add two P? No, at one P because you work with, uh, you've you've known Hanar all your life, that, so you're pretty well acquainted with that. I've got it, two successes and an advantage, advantage. I believe. Yeah. 
So, with the two successes, I'll say that you know it won't kill them. And with the advantage, I will say that you know that they could probably drink a little bit without having to, without getting really sick, but you don't know exactly how much. So you're gonna have to trust the bartender on the amount that uh, that he is pouring a drink for Realner here. Mm. I just order some water. <laughs> well, <laughs> I order something. I, I basically order something that sounds alcoholic but isn't. Uh, the bartender gives you a look like, okay, why are you fucking wasting my time? But he will mix it for you anyway. I don't drink while I'm working. <laughs> and at this point, um, Realner is looking around and they are, they seem to be enjoying themselves. Uh, they are, they're definitely like, they're having a time. They're not trying to get into trouble, but also like they are, they, they came to Omega to experience the sights and you are definitely showing them the sights. Yeah, I just, uh. I've got, you know, one eye on Realner and another and another on what's going on in the bar. I'm looking for anything interesting that might be going on. Not just as a I'm watching for danger thing, but more as a what is going on that I can use as a teachable moment. Okay, so go ahead and roll average notice, but give yourself two setback dice because it is loud and distracting here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it might be a different... I think there's... I don't think there's a notice. I think it's perception. Per- it's perception, yes. Go ahead and roll me perception. Excuse me. Ah. Perception. Yep. Uh... Well, I got two threat. <laughs> Whatever that accounts for. Threat is disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, threat threat is basically the opposite of advantage. Um, so it's not a failure, but it's also not a success because like it's like failure is a specific thing. Um, so you don't see anything. Oh god, what do I want to have happen? Would inflict strain. I could inflict strain. Um, that's boring though. Want to have something interesting? happen narratively uh you know what with two um with two threat even though you ordered something non-alcoholic like it's omega the bartender probably like slipped something in there so you are still feeling a little bit tipsy Okay. Alright. So, let's go away from that. I'm I'm struggling to find a way to bring Kenzik to Afterlife, or just in the story in general. So, uh... I could be getting a client who uh, wants a face-to-face meeting before accepting my services, despite all the insistences that such a thing was uh not be necessary all right sure yeah uh so uh kenzak you 
you've been telling this guy, uh, this person for however long you don't do face-to-face stuff, and every time you tell this to them, they just up the price, uh, they up the reward on what they are going to pay you. It started out, like, I, I don't do face-to-face, uh, added the front digit by one. He's like, I still don't do face-to-face, added the front digit by one. I still don't do face-to-face, added a zero to the amount, and you're like, maybe I do face-to-face now. Well, that being this persistent probably means it's a trap, but the money is too good not to at least look. And so you head to Afterlife. Um, the client gave you a a phrase to say to the Elcor bouncer uh, out at the front, so that way you don't have to wait in the line. And so you head on in, and it is a similar scene. There's just a ton of noise and dancing and everything going on. Uh, so how does how does Kesnek react to Afterlife? Has Kesnek been in Afterlife before? Probably a couple of times, because people keep insisting it's the best place on the station. But it's not really to his taste. So he just orders the strongest whatever they've got uh, in a big old pint glass. And then he sits in a quiet booth, starts uh, tinkering with his Omni-Tool. Alright, uh... Ahili, you noticed that, um, that Realnir looks directly over at a Krogan that just starts, uh... You, you never thought that you could see a Krogan slouch more than normal. <laughs> and yet... And, uh... I've never seen a Krogan try and look small before. All oh, this is definitely spiked. This is not what this one was expecting in this particular fixer, it supposes. Pardon me? This one may have been a little untruthful about the true reason this one wants to come to Omega. Wilner, I don't appreciate being lied to. This one promises that you will know everything soon enough. We just need to go talk to... The Krogan that this one is assuming is Ogrex. Oh, I've heard that name before. Okay, you're not going alone. I'm coming with you. That's non-negotiable. This one expected that. So, Kunk. So Kunk. No, hold on. What are you? Put the pillow back in my mouth. <laughs> I haven't had the presence of mind to take the muzzle off yet. <laughs> Uh, you get a couple looks as you start running through Omega, uh, like, 
I, I'm hoping that you, the player, knows where to go from here, even if you, the character, does not, but I'm going to ask anyway, which way you headed? <laughs> I mean, I'm just turning left and right randomly, so you tell me, DM, where do I end up? I have a question. Yes? How does Kunk look when they run? <laughs> like, charging, arms pumping, arms waving through the air, like some sort of weird <laughs> panic feet first run. I'm imagining <laughs> punching the air because they are so violent, and you know what? If you get hurt, it's your own fault. Just doing the windmill technique as you run <laughs> through corridors. <laughs> I'm swinging my arms. If you run into me, it's your own fault. That's just my way of saying hi. I am just in a dead sprint, arms pumping. You know, I, I washed out of the blood pack, but I still did get some amount of training, so I know how to run. All right, sure. Uh, eventually, you find yourself in an alley underneath uh, this area, and you can hear the thudding of the music above you, and you run into a bunch of other Vorcha, and they look at you, and one just sort of goes up to you and goes, ah, Why you muscled? Why you no speak? I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll brawl. Average difficulty, I as to, always. I, I need to say hello, and I need to communicate that I've been having a rough time of things. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and break all of his teeth. No successes, no, no failures, success. but three advantages. Uh, yeah. Um, you, you don't deal any damage, but you knock him on his ass because three advantages is what you need in order to knock someone prone. <laughs> so you get the point across at least. And uh, he he stands up, dusts himself off, and he is not statted. So I'm just going to say that uh, he's a minion with three brawn. Gets a difficulty of two. Uh, and he is going to try and rip the... Uh, the muzzle off of you and smack you with it. Okay. Uh, he gets two successes and a threat. So he rips the muzzle off and smacks you with it. Uh, and it causes the muzzle to break. So this muzzle is no longer going to be used as a uh, as a weapon, improvised or no. It's like it's in too many pieces, which. That's what you get from making a muscle out of plaster, apparently, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, he smacked you across the face and says, your hello is reciprocated. How are you doing today? All right. Going to attempt to gouge his eyes out. <laughs> okay. Again. Roll. <laughs> you miss, but you get... A failure few. and two advantages. So you go move to take Gouch's eyes out, and he just like grabs you by the wrist, and then uh, and decides, you know what? He's going to say, he's going to say in his language, "You are being quite unreasonable. Please 
please calm down by headbutting you, and then like it, it and how you want to sp- spend those uh, two advantages are up to you. I'll spend one to understand, and I'll spend the other to just like fucking haymaker him in the center of his chest in order to convey my understanding. Okay, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll another brawl and give yourself a boost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew I was bad at talking. I didn't think it would be so thoroughly mechanically reflected. Of one failure, but three advantages. You just hate. It doesn't deal any damage again, but you haymaker him right in the chest and he falls down on his ass. And uh, this goes on for a while. We'll just say this goes on for a while. Um, But eventually, through a a complex series of punching, clawing, and a little bit of biting, he does ask, Brother, can you please go upstairs and get me a drink? We call it (laughs) Stooge-ish. I probably don't actually know how to do that, but I do know up, and I do know what stairs are, so I assume, I'm going to assume I'm being asked to go inside. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go inside. I am going to convey my... I'm going to believe that I understood the message and convey this by <laughs> fucking picking up a trash can lid and hucking it at his head as I go inside. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, when you get inside, because uh, the bar is on the lower levels, um, you and you are coming up, you, as you come up, you do see a Hanar and a Drell moving out towards a Krogan who looks small for a Krogan, but also, like, especially small because he's trying to hunch himself over. Mixed results if this is actually working or not. Okay, well, are they the closest things to me? We will say yes. I would like to volunteer, actually, because it it would go better if you encounter me first. Excellent. Well, I am inside and I am up the stairs. I have no fucking clue why I'm actually in here. And (laughs) you know, I've decided that you know. So I am going to go up to you and try and just like bite through your arm in order to ask you why am I here? Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing here. I will say, as disastrous as you are, you are not so inept that you would know that that you know that you can use words with Krogan. They probably understand those better than biting. Hmm. We'll go ahead and try. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and try. All right. Brawl. Go ahead and roll average difficulty. <laughs> oh my god! Three threats. Successes. Three threats. I mean, this is up to Bob and how <laughs> have well, threats come through. First of all, what is your brawn rating? Three. Three. All right. So with two successes, I believe that means you you deal four damage, but I've got four soak. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in the meantime, Kenzak has been basically spending time by watching grub videos 
you know, those uh, cute little grubs doing mischievous things on the extranet. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. And then your, your face just sort of pops right through and gloms onto my uh, lower arm. Just sort of... <laughs> what the hell? I, and with, with three threat... With three threat, I, I would say that I stand up and take you up off the ground with me as I do so. Yes. <laughs> Just dangling. I'm like five foot nothing. You know, average adult fortune height. Yeah, at this moment, I'm just gently trying to shake you off. Not really <laughs> bothered by the fact that you're trying to eat me. <laughs> you haven't pierced the skin. You're not going to. I'm not really that worried. It's it's at this point, Ahili and um, Ahili and Realnir uh, get up to you, and Realnir goes, "Did this one catch you at a bad time?" I don't know. He just came up and tried to bite my arm. I'm trying to use this arm, buddy. Uh, Teeth still latched onto your arm. I start like punching myself in the side of my head. Okay, they usually don't do that next. Ahili, this one is confused as to what this particular conversation is. Hey, Colin, how much do I know about Vorsha? Um, roll... In this particular case, I think the appropriate, um role would be social science. Oh, give me a second. I have, <laughs> don't have that. Uh, I don't have knowledge social science actually on my list. All right. So then it would just be an untrained knowledge check. So it would yeah. just be the, so just uh, use the knowledge skill because that should be untrained. It's by itself underneath social skills. Okay. What's the, uh, what's the difficulty of it? Uh, we'll say three because Vorch are relatively new and unknown. 3P. 3P. Uh, wow. I did well, wow. I think. You did pretty well. Um, three successes and one threat. With that one threat, I am going to deal strain damage to you simply because I like knowledge skills. I can't think of any way to make that narratively interesting. So go ahead and uh, bump one strain damage there. Um, to straight go up or down? <laughs> down. Okay. It's a thing you spend. Got it. But yeah, with uh, with three successes, you know that Vorchas usually like communicate rather violently. You also know that this level of violence is unusual because most Vorchas just talk to Krogan. Ah. <sighs> That is a Vorcha. I would suggest keeping your extremities away from its mouth. I have not a ton of experience. They tend to communicate violently. I know they can talk. I've never heard of it being this extreme, though. This one will remember that. I would like to just use coercion to just sort of threaten to hit the Vorcha 
enough to uh, make it get off. I don't know how opposed rolls work in this. Um, Time to learn. Yeah, hold on. Need to look that up. Uh, Social skills, specifically. Social skill interaction. They are generally opposed using uh, other skills. Uh, Discipline is the counter to coercion and leadership. And opposed checks are on page 25. Like standard checks, opposed checks add purple and potentially red to the check's dice pool. However, instead of being determined by your GM, the difficulty is determined by the skills and characteristics of the opposing character. To build the dice pool, you start out following the same procedures for building a regular dice pool. Gloss over that. You then look at the opposing character, and you and the GM determine what skill that character would use to oppose the task your character is trying to perform. Look at that skill and linked characteristic, then determine which one has the higher value. Add the number of purple equal to the higher value to the pool. Then take the lower value and upgrade the number of purple to red equal to that value. And that, that's standard procedure for skills. So like all yellow dice become the, uh, the red dice and all green dice become the purple dice. All right. So what is your uh... discipline? What? Is your discipline uh, stat like what? what three. What, so three green. Yes. Okay. So uh, so that is just three purple. Okay. That is two threat, which are basically your advantages. I would say that just by the fact that I didn't succeed, you are aware that I was not planning to actually follow through and punch you. That's the basic uh, lack of success. Okay, so I stay latched on, and this isn't going to hurt, but I am I am making this situation worse by, like, drubbing you on the chest and shoulder with my two arms as, like, a talk, talk to me, you were about to do it, follow through kind of thing. <laughs> I continue right, uh, to hiss and snarl while my teeth are wrapped around your forearm. In that case, I would like to shake my head and just sort of, oh, what's the best wrestling move to describe for this? Just sort of grab your torso and drop you onto the ground. It's a brawl roll, regardless. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Average difficulty. And it's one success and three advantages. Three advantages, okay. So with three advantages, uh, I will say that you can definitely, like, what should we even fucking do? Uh, okay, so what's this move, Bobbin? You're just, like, grabbing me by the torso, pushing me off and up, and then slamming my back into the floor? No, like, with my free hand, I am just sort of grabbing you behind the torso, just so I can slam you down on the ground like uh, straight onto your back, breath knocked right out of your lungs. All right. How does with three advantages, I am like fully dislodged from you and I understand. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. I would say that uh, three advantages, uh, you can spend three advantages to, instead of dealing wounds or strain, disable the opponent. 
And that is essentially uh, what I'm trying to do. So that's see, so Kunk is just laying on the back, their back, going ah, ah. <laughs> can't breathe for about a minute there. All right. So the people with any brains in the room can have a minute to speak to each other. Sorry about that. There's a reason I don't like going out much. This one understands now, but it also thinks the fortune might be handy for what this one wants to accomplish. Really? What this one wants to accomplish may require some extreme amounts of violence. Okay, but in that case, wait, why did you come up to deceive me? Are you, did you just want a front row seat to whatever the hell this was? No, no, this creature is not part of this one's plans. It is a nice surprise, but this one did not plan on the fortune. Great, so you're done ogling the whatever the hell this was? I was waiting for someone. Yes, can we stop beating around the bush? What is going on, Rilnir? This one recently discovered that many sapient species have gone missing in small numbers in the terminus systems. All right. Well, great. Welcome to the fucking Terminus systems. Council doesn't give a shit about this part of the galaxy. Then why are you talking to me like I'm a part of this? You are over it, correct? Oh, shit. You are the one I'm here to meet. Correct. This one is the one that you are here to meet. Alright, carry on, I guess. This one is interested in seeing where the species are going. Because this one has noticed an odd fact about the disappearances. None of them are Drell and Hanon, but the rest are basically every other species in the galaxy. So this is why we couldn't just leave well enough alone and leave it to, say, I don't know, the Citadel Fleet or any other policing organization? You would really expect a policing organization to look into disappearances in the terminal system. I I expect that my job does not entail following you on a wild goose chase to the Terminus systems. But, whatever, let's hear it. I mean, if the Asari or the, the Solarians are, the, are, are disappearing out here, they might take an interest. Anyway, why the hell do you need me? There's a ton of other Krogan you could ask, probably jump at the opportunity. This one did not know you were a Krogan when it hired you. This one was more interested in your technical skills than your 
physical prowess. Well, I guess I should be flattered. And Ahili, your knowledge of protection and self-defense will come in handy protecting Ogrex. I mean, he lives on Omega. I hardly think he needs my protection, but... Okay. You realize that I'm being paid by your parents, correct? I'm going to be obligated to inform them. This one is aware, and it would ask you to hold off on telling them immediately. After all, if Hanar and Drell are exclusively the only ones not disappearing, then this one's parents might be in on them. I never took you for so to be so conspiratorially minded, but I'll hear you out. And uh I'm just gonna go look over at uh Kunk, just like out of curiosity, since whatever. I'm we're going to uh get talked at about this. I just wanna see what Kunk is doing now. Kunk, you can start breathing in now. <laughs> oh, I um, I basically just like completely reconfigured uh, what sort of substance my muscles need uh, in order to move. You know, for for just a little bit. I, I started consuming calories instead of like oxygen in order to move my muscles. <laughs> and then my lungs started working again, so I got rid of that adaptation. I'm sure it happens quite that fast. But I'm sure it doesn't actually happen that fast. I'm but sure it doesn't fun. either, but it's cool. Yeah. It's more entertaining this way. Yeah. I've stood up, but I have sat up. You are all treated to the sight of a Vorchez sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. <laughs> I'm like digging my nails into the floor, scraping indents. Borgia, are you even interested in credits? They buy food. They buy weapons. Do you even have a name? Conk. Uh, that mouth is good for more than just one thing. This one does not know exactly where to start. This one is not well versed in the act of bounty hunting, it's supposed it should be called. But seeing as how Omega has quite the reputation, this one thought that you three would get a best start here rather than anywhere else. Better be getting hazard pay for this too. Written up in advance with a digital signature. This one 
will agree to the terms, but this one did also put forth quite a considerable sum to get him to agree to this in the beginning. You did. But hazard pay is, uh, on a per-encounter basis. Uh, I might not be a normal sort of mercenary, but I've, I know how their contracts work. And, uh, let, let's just say that, um, we, we can work out the details in a quick wipe. Yep. All right. So, this is where y'all start doing your investigation work. Um, I hmm. would like to state for the record, hmm. I did not have a gun until I was given work. And then I walked over to one of the club bodyguards who was holding a gun that I know was good. And then I punched him in the face, ripped the gun out of his hands, and blew his brains out as a, sir, I need to borrow this for work. <laughs> and now I have my gun. Well, you tried to blow their brains out. Given everything that's happened up to this point, I'm not sure you succeeded. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, go ahead and roll, uh, roll your shotgun. It's, it's at uh, short range, so it's only a difficulty one. It's easy difficulty. Okay. How about yeah. four successes? Yeah, you blow that guy's brains out. The other guards, like, point their guns at you, but when you go back to uh, sit down with your group, then they, they realize, oh, they're not going after Arya. Uh, they just sort of like, you know, we'll clean that up later. Whatever, one less person to split the paycheck with. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Arya's smart. That is not how she pays her body bills. You're right. You're right. But it would be funny if it were true. In fact, you see a one Krogan after the gunshot goes off, uh, walks out, looks down, just goes, "Oh hell, someone clean this up before Arya sees." Come on, and uh, and like up a Tarian and a Turian start like going over, grabbing the garden, just like dragging him out and. So, it's like the Vorcha, the Vorcha outside will probably eat it. And he just gets someone to grab a mop and bucket. I wonder how possible it would be to teach a Vorcha the concept of restraint. A lot of her in for a penny and for a pound. I clack my teeth at you. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to start attacking you for completely meta reasons. <laughs> hmm. I'm just like staring, trying to figure this out. Like, hmm. I'm gonna guess annoyance, frustration. Can I roll a skill to try and figure? Yeah, go ahead and roll a social science, I guess. <laughs> Well, I was thinking of um, more of a general skill. I'm trying to see which one might apply. Like, language isn't really a skill. Streetwise. I do have streetwise. How wise are your streets? Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and roll streetwise. <laughs> Difficulty 
Difficulty three. Okay. Okay, you That's succeed, but there's two threats two and two threats. successes. Hmm. Your interpretation of my action is yes, but don't be a dick about it. <laughs> you are reasonably certain you are correct for some reason. Maybe the threat means that I got the syntax wrong. Yeah, sure. And uh, what was this in response to? I've sort of lost that part. Oh, I, I, I was just out, I was just like musing out loud. I wonder how possible it is to teach a vorture restraint. I think they're open to the idea, but uh, be a dick. Don't think. I don't know. I don't normally work with vorture. That's okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I. <laughs> I feel he goes to like reach out and like shake hands for a second before going. Oh no! Wait, that's not going to work. It just goes. Okay. Kunk. I'm a Healy. Your ogre X. D. Okay. Ogre X. I mean, and, if you're talking to me in person, you might as well call me Ken Zack. Oh, there we go. Sorry, online handles are always so... Extranet handles are always so... awkward. In real life. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm a Healy Neon. I'm, uh... Real Nears... Minder. Bodyguard and mentor. I guess I'm along for this ride. You seem to be the information gathering sort. You know where one would start with this? Depending on how deep this goes, uh, she'd know. Gesture over to Arya. Is Arya in the room? Arya is in, up in her booth, which you can see from down here. Yeah, she's got this little VIP area that is visible from below, but not easily approachable. Did she have any sort of reaction to someone blowing one of her bar's guards' brains out? I'm going to make you roll to see if you notice that. Uh, what even would that be? Social skills? No. Perception? Uh, yeah. Percep Go ahead and roll perception. I'm going to roll her... Um, her well, deception. That's not how well, a posed part. Okay, so let me let me figure out what her deception is right real quick then. Uh, it's based off of her conning. Okay. So her conning is four. She doesn't have any uh, deception, but she does have a special NPC talent called Adversary 3. So you're going to roll one purple and three red. Alright, well, if it's against deception, the, the skill is vigilance. So yeah, go ahead and roll uh, vigilance uh, one purple, three red. Ah, three failures, mm. two advantages, and a triumph. Kunk <laughs> <laughs> is cursed. Okay, so... Kunk is a creature of chaos. <laughs> so you have no idea if she had any sort of reaction to that or not. But you can see that 
her guards, at least, like, when you come up, they're kind of, like, wary, and they're, like, watching you, they're like, uh... <laughs> but they, they don't, they don't make any move, they don't make any first move, but they do are keeping an eye on you. <laughs> they, it's, and that's, like, in a good way, like, they are intimidated by you, they will be taking penalties if, uh, if shit gets st started. <laughs> uh, yes, because we're definitely about to get into a fight here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fight with Ar a fight with Arya Talok, who uh, I literally just said has a four cunning, and that's not even her best at. Yeah, that's probably a smart move. But yeah, so assuming you don't you don't warrant Arya's attention, or you don't want to, then next best place I know to look is uh, on the extranet, just trawling for rumors. But I think people do that in meat space too at bars. So you can do that, I guess. Meet space. Fair enough. Ah, uh, I assume you don't have to go anywhere to do the trawling part. <sighs> Real near, can I trust you not to get us into any more strange conspiracies or trouble if I information gather? This one promises that it has given you all the information that is no longer alive. I've heard that before. This one means it this time. I've also heard that one before. No, this one really means it this time. <laughs> I can keep this going real there. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it's, it's not. Like... <sighs> Alright, I need to have a word with a certain bartender anyway. So are you going to go speak with Arya? No, I'm going to talk to the bartender that I spoke to earlier. I figure the first, the best place to start if I don't want to talk to Arya to loathe. And besides, it's not like I'm going to be able to get in there immediately. All right. I'm going to go find that bartender. Okay. Uh, and what's Kunk going to do? Stick with the Krogan. He understands me best. Okay. All right. So, uh... We'll have this be a real simple roll real quick on uh, on Kenzak's part. Go ahead and roll, um, I guess it would be sysops. Would it be sysops or what's the other computer skill? Hacking. Hacking. That's the offensive one. Okay, yeah. Then, and I was uh, thinking of doing that in order to, you know, not just... I mean, just asking around on message boards, I don't think that's worthy of a skill role, but uh, getting into places where I shouldn't to get the the kind of official rumors that most people don't get to hear, that would take hacking. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, roll hacking. Difficulty three, we'll say. Okay. That is... One threat, but three successes and a triumph. Um. Hmm. So with the threat, I'll say that uh, you are somewhat noticed by the defensive systems in here. So you've probably tripped something, but it's not going to be. It's not going to come crashing down immediately. They'll probably just uh, up their security for a little while and then before going lax again in the future. So with the triumph though, you can tell that Can I say that I 
I get into like the official Citadel reports on this situation. Yeah, we'll go with the official Citadel reports. Um, there's definitely been quite a bit of uh, of movement in the uh, in the Terminus systems about with involving slavery. Uh, it's it's not so much that it's a lot of people going missing. Uh, it's more that the sheer diversity of it is weird because usually when slavers are going after slaves, they're going after like specifically like you know for labor or for um it, usually what they do is just they hit one settlement which is usually one species right and so they'll get a whole bunch of one type at once yes but the thing of it is it is the terminus systems and it's technically out of their jurisdiction and it is not big enough or important enough for them to send a specter so they're not going to and basically the official citadel stance is terminus system's gonna terminus system of common thread linking the individuals who have disappeared or is it just based around a location is it based around a certain skill or uh, quality of skill that they have? Like, is someone captured, uh, kidnapping scientists, for instance? No, it seems... That's the thing. The common thread here is that there is no common thread. So whoever these slavers are... And this is what I'll give you with this... Um, with your uh, triumph here. Whoever these slavers are... They must be working for someone who wants a wide range of skills and species and what have you. Uh, and they're not looking for like a specific thing. All right. And once I'm done, I, I switch back to the, uh, the grub videos and turn the Omni tool display so that Kunk can look at them. Just be distracted for a bit. There's a there's a grub that finds a bucket of dust absolutely fun. It's, it's the most fun that this grub has ever had in its life. It's in this dust. Hmm. Okay. So I'm realizing that I am coming up on a a character player conflict here, which is that like I don't want to be an asshole to my fellow players, but absolutely if Kunk would find a tiny thing cute and be elated about it, it would smash the fucking device out of sheer joy. <laughs> well, it's it's an Omni-Tool display. It smashes and then reconstitutes. Oh. Excellent. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Good to hear. You just punch the, the holographic screen and in pure joy every time this uh, thing jumps into the dust bucket and wiggles around a little bit, kicking up dust. I also fucking howl like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes, too. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Healy, you're going to uh, mm -hmm. go talk to the bartender who I said was a Turian. So, um, yes. you walk up to him and he goes, So, uh, what can I do you for this time? You spiked my drink. 
you looked like you needed the fun. That's not your decision to make. Eh. Anyway, how can I help you? Ah, I'm not looking for a drink this time, thankfully. I was, uh, hoping you could tell me a few things. I know Drell aren't the most common sight out here. Have you seen any Drell perhaps talking about coming in from the Terminus systems? Or anyone talking about getting jobs from a Hanar? Go ahead and roll Charm. Difficulty 2. Okay. I'm good at that stat. I'm very... I'm decent at that stat. Two successes and an advantage. Okay. Uh, so he looks at you and he goes, I don't exactly keep tabs on everyone who comes in here, especially since, you know, I'm not working every day. But... There is someone who is here every day, and, uh, well, she's sitting right up there. Queen bitch herself. Hmm. Is that all you know? I mean, I haven't seen any Drell or Hanar in here except for you and your friend, so that is basically all I know as far as the topics you asked me about, yeah. All right. Huh. Thank you for your help. I suppose I'm going to have to find my way into speaking to Arya Tulok. She's generally pretty amicable as long as you don't waste her time, so good luck. Ah, yes. I'll try not to mention that you're wasting alcohol on random patrons' drinks and not charging them for it. I mean, I charged you for the drink, so... He just goes back to, like, cleaning his glasses. I mean, he charged me for the drink, but not for what he spiked the drink with. <laughs> hmm. Well, nothing to lose but my life. I'm gonna w- just walk up to Arya Tulok's guards and just see what raw fucking audacity will get me. All right. Raw fucking audacity. That sounds like coercion. Go ahead and roll that. Well, I. It's not like I'm trying to coerce them. I'm just gonna be like, I want to see Arya to look. But sure, I'll roll. I'll roll coercion. Yeah, roll coercion. Uh, difficulty three. Three. Okay. Well, that's probably not gonna go well, but we'll see. I could see hey. charm also. By Colin. Yes. Um. Could I maybe? Apply my triumph against the guards towards this role in some way. Like giving, uh, giving a Healy, like, a boost dice or two? That's something, whatever you think is appropriate. I just, you know, Kenzak is fine for now, ostensibly, and I have these other two, and one of them was like, you know, nice-ish to me. And while I know the guards are afraid of me, I could read that. And then the guards start forming like a wall of meat between the the, the big one up top and the, this small one who was nice to me. And so can I be like, can I go over, stand behind her menacingly? <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, 
either charm or uh, or coercion, whichever's higher, and add two boost dice, the, the blue ones. Charm or coercion, you said? Yep. Okay. Still three difficulty eight. three. And two blue boost dice, you said, which is B? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Wow, that did that roll turned out really bad. I'm glad I got those boost dice. Yeah, uh, I got a success and an advantage. All right, I just go up sweetly as can be, and I'm just like, "Hi, I'd really love it if I could speak to Arya Talok." Uh, he looks you over and he looks behind you at the um at the Vorcha and the Batarian goes. <sighs> <laughs> Hold on a second. And then he starts uh, pulling out a thing and starts scan. He starts like waving a scanner over both of you. And it definitely dings when it hits the um. When it hits the shotgun. But uh. Do you, I mean, I've got you a have... pistol and I would just hand it over if they asked. Yeah. After he's done scanning you, he uh. He steps aside and goes, Go up there. Try not to piss her off because if you do, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to clean that up. I have no intention of getting myself killed today. Thank you for your concern, though. It's not concern, it's laziness. I just give him a very sweet smile. And as you head on in, Arya Talok is sitting on a big couch. She is surrounded by guards. But, um, Kunk, I will say this. Your first language is violence. And as much of a speech impediment as you have, you know this. If you start a conversation with Arya Talok in your native language, you know you will not survive a conversation. She is giving off that kind of aura. If you if you so much as try to even begin a conversation in your natural, in your primary language, you will maybe get two words out before she has an entire conversation on you. Oh, so she has the same kind of speech impediment I do. But like worse, like way worse. (laughs) So she looks at you two coming up and uh, she goes, You know, it's a whole ordeal trying to get Eclipse Mercs to guard for me, so I don't exactly appreciate you taking one of them out, but at the same time, it's not going to bother me too much. So, I'm here. What do you need? Ah. Just like in character, I don't even think you'd make me roll for this, but like, how does Arya prefer to be addressed? I think it's just Arya. I'm pretty sure in the game they just call her Arya and she's fine with it. I was just wondering if I needed to call her Miss Talok or something like that. No, I, I honestly, I think she'd hate that. Like, yeah, okay. Knowing, knowing what I know about the character, uh, I think Arya would hate being called Miss Talok. Although. Given your character's background, who do you know that? I mean, I've definitely been to Omega before. I feel like I'm pr- I'm well traveled enough to know 
a little bit about Arya Tolok? Yeah, basically, basically anyone who comes to Omega should will very quickly learn that it is a lawless place, and then a little bit more quickly after that, they'll learn, no, there is one law, but it, the law is, like, literally don't stick your pu- fingers in uh, Arya's pie, essentially. Don't right. don't mess with her, and she'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. By the way, uh, as she finishes chastising me about my gun acquisition methods, I begin chewing on my gun, because it's a nice gun. <laughs> Guns are very delicious. They're iron iron. <laughs> Just like a dog with a rawhide. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I'm... I'm definitely just going i'm not even like trying to be like all, all sweet and demure about this i'm just going to go full negotiator <sighs> i won't beat around the bush and waste your time <sighs> i am in the need of information and you are the most connected person on the city on, on omega i'm aware that you aren't in the business of doing things for free. So, I'm sure you're a, and a sorry who likes having things get done. I'm in the business of getting things done. What can I do for you in exchange for some information? Go ahead and roll negotiation. Give yourself a boost dice because you are what is the difficulty um we'll say two because <laughs> okay it is her negotiation oh her oh her nego- mm. um we'll, we'll say two because i'm pretty sure if we go against if we go with her negotiation uh you will fail we'll she's going the- easy on me question yes yeah, yeah she's going easy on you yeah in this case it's not about necessarily in a post check, it's it's not in a post check essentially. It's no, like you're well. It's, it's not a success or failure state so much as uh, who does this deal favor, ah, right? So with three successes and an advantage, uh, she gives a small smile and she goes direct and to the point. I like that. I like that a lot. There is something I need to have done, and if you are the one, if you are one willing and able to do so, then I don't, then if you do this favor for me, I'll get you what I, I will give you what I know. There's an Elcor, his name is Gorut. He's basically the number one supplier of red sand on my station. And lately he has been undercutting me. I don't like that. So, I need you to go remind him who is actually on charge in Omega. If you kill him, that's fine. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Just make sure he knows that I sent you. Hmm. You won't hear from me until it's done. Good. And uh, I apologize for my uh, new acquaintances' over eagerness. 
Trust me, if he bothered me, he'd, his atoms would be scattered across my bar and I wouldn't have even thought of him for the rest of my extremely long life. It never hurts to be polite. And I just walk out. Hopefully Kunk is following me. I don't know. <laughs> the whole way down the stairs, I am punching myself in the side of the head as hard as I can. Okay, okay. If we're going to be working together, I need to figure out what that means. We need to, like, learn how to talk better, you and I. Can I, like, roll something to try and, like, get a rapport going? <laughs> We've established that it should be streetwise. Yeah. Oh, streetwise? Streetwise versus, um... I, I got three. You, you gave me three. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, streetwise, uh, difficulty three. Okay, that's gonna be pretty hard for me to hit, but I'm gonna give it a shot anyway. Okay, okay, let me see. I've been watching. Um, <laughs> I got one success <laughs> and three threat. <laughs> got all the words, but not in the right order. God, you know, like, I, I kinda, I'm kinda just like, trying to be like, hey, we got off on the wrong foot here. I'd really like to, I'd really like to better understand you, but also, like, I forget to put in the part where, please don't break any of my bones, they don't grow, they don't heal very fast. <laughs> and like, definitely, definitely in the course of our, like, uh, of this, like, mutual exchange, one of my fingers is probably like fucking like hyper extended a little bit. My, maybe a minor fracture. It hurts really bad. <laughs> How many? That would be like wounds or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and give your. I'm going to just say three threat equals one wound. I'm pretty sure that's not how it actually translates. I'll take two. Okay, sure. I'm a doctor. All right. I'm not afraid of getting my uh, getting hurt. Oh, okay, that was fruitful. I think. Mmm. Okay. <sighs> Kunk, do you wanna? Mmm. Come with me. And. <sighs> well. Commit ex ex excessive amounts of violence on somebody. <laughs> Kill. Fight. Okay, as long as the people getting killed are not you or me, oh, I'm fine with it. You. Safe. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> like a centimeter from your face. <laughs> Alright, trio meets back up. So I just hacked the Citadel. No big deal. That's very impressive. And I'm not saying that as a, a very impressive for a Krogan. That is very impressive. Yeah. Turns out they've been keeping track of this whole missing persons thing after all, but the people they lose are not like VIPs or anything, so they're not sending a specter out this way to figure out what the hell's going on. Oh, that is one thing I would like to deal with even less than Ar Arya Talok. By the way, I spoke to Arya Talok. 
Congratulations for still having your head, by the way. Thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. She agreed to share some information if I, we, whoever wants to come, put the scare into a Elcor by the name of Gorit. All right. I'm not going to ask you to come, but if you liked, but if you'd uh, like to stick your neck out for the job, I'm very good at keeping people in one piece. All right. I mean, you're kind of kind of scrawny by Krogan standards, but by the rest of you, meatbags, Bob's still a Krogan. So if you just need me to stand there and look angry, I can do that all day. This one believes it should wait on the ship if violence is being done. Yes. Yes, that would probably be for the best. Have you had your fill of Omega? For now, yes. For now. Okay. This one would like to visit it at a point where this one is not trying to conduct business. Hmm. Remind me to be sick that day. Ahili, I need you to restrain me from chastising your ward for cowardice. <laughs> I'm going to say that you can read that I am going to make a move on him. Kunk, please don't tear my ward apart. I don't get paid if they are in pieces or otherwise hurt. And also out of character, like their stats are garbage. Like they're, they have like 30 experience points that they spend on various stuff. And they're fucking awful. I will say that if you try and lunge forward, I will grab you by the neck and hoist you up. <laughs> this Hanar is paying me a lot of money. Yes, it's very much with me. Also, I will put myself... will not be able to do so if it is dead. Oh, yeah. I spit. (laughs) I bite the tip of my own tongue off and spit blood at this cowardly bitch. This one finds that extremely unsanitary. You should get going before Arya Tullock charges you for cleaning her bar. Yes, this one is going to go to the ship now. And they float away. Very, very smart. Sometimes too smart for their own good. I really wish... I really wish that they would trust me a little bit more before making these decisions. Oh, okay. Can I make a medicine check to heal my fucking busted finger? (laughs) (laughs) I think you need to use uh, Metagel. I bought eight Metagel at character creation. And for those of and for those people who are like, wait a minute, hold on. Metagel was a human invention and humans don't exist. They're using a fucking worse version of Metagel that was around before the humans came along and like, look, we found a better thing. So we're still going to call it Metagel, though. And as a matter of fact, it, it makes sense because in 
Genesis the way that painkillers, which are Metagel is just a reskin painkiller, it gives you diminishing returns per day. Like the first one heals five, the second one heals four, etc. Until it just stops working entirely. So that's yeah. why Metagel is an upgrade, because it always works. Hmm. So, what would you have me roll for this? I mean, I assume it would be medicine. Yeah, it is medicine. I'm trying to figure out, like, what the, uh... And I do have my, what you call it, my doctor's kit. The way it works is that it depends on how many wounds you have. Since your current wounds uh, equal half of your wound threshold or less, because you've only taken two damage, uh, it is a difficulty of easy, or one purple dice, uh, medicine check. And incidentally, this does not use your metagen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm just rolling to. I'm just rolling to fucking like pop my fing- my finger joint back in. Yeah, pretty much. So one P. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the treasure. Wow, you did good. <laughs> that is definitely good. a success. I'm very good at medicine. <laughs> I got uh, four successes. When your character makes a successful medicine check, they heal a number of wounds on the target equal to the number of successes your character's check generates. So you can heal four wounds, but uh, you only have two, so heal two. If I was healing somebody else, I could heal an extra wound just because. Also, I should have had a boost die because I have a doctor's kit, but it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. Do you really want to roll it, see if you get an advantage? I don't know what I would get out of the advantage. I'm good. Uh, You actually heal strain. Uh, yeah, you can heal strain with an advantage. Oh wait, no, yeah, physician heals strain also. Okay. Uh, sure. I just roll one blue. Just, just roll a blue. You can just go up to the dice pool, click the blue up by one, and then hit the twenty in the middle. No, nope, uh, nope. Okay. Success. Well, okay. I, I tried to help. I appreciate right. it, Colin. You tried. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, so your task is currently to hunt down Gorant. Oh, so, uh, do you know where one might fi- might find the number one dealer of red sand on the station, apparently? I've got knowledge underworld. You do. You've also got knowledge brokers, don't you? I do. But yeah, you can you could also use knowledge brokers, uh, whichever one. Brokers are more for Arya's ilk rather than big time merchants. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. And anyway, the numbers are the same. So just tell me uh, what the difficulty is. I mean, he's a big time dealer, so I'm going to say it's only going to be an average difficulty. Okay. One success, one threats. All right. Um. So, I'll say this. You know where to find him, but with the threat, uh, you've done something to him recently that he does not like, so it's going to be difficult trying to talk him down if talking is the way you're going to be going with this. And uh, he might 
you might not know that you're um, that you are who you say you are, but like it's it's still going to be like a um, situation where hey, I mm, that's actually hold on, no, no, I, I've got it actually. Oh, go ahead. Gorrit. Oh, well, that's a coincidence. I just finished washing his uh, business accounts. But I kind of sent him a threat along with my invoice. <laughs> so, uh, oh, well, that's complicated. He only knows me online, only knows me as Ogrex. So, um, should be fine if we don't bring that up. Meet him in person. Well, as far as anybody knows, you're another. You're just another Krogan. I'm just another Drell. And Kunk is just another Vorcha. Oh, Kunk is a special Vorcha, aren't you, little buddy? <laughs> Start slapping at my own chest. Oh, it'll be... It'll be Gorath's uh, detriment. If he gets to find out that by first-hand experience. By the way, before we move on, uh, I was wrong. Wounds and strain count up, not down, because you can go over your threshold, and that's a problem. Okay, so they start at zero and go up. Yes. Yes. Got it. All right, yeah, so uh, as I'm assuming you're going to go just immediately to uh, to Gorit's area. I've got no other leads, and uh, we may as well walk into this combat encounter. Okay. Potential combat encounter. So, you walk through the city streets as they, such they are of Omega. They are, much like the rest of Omega, very encased, very claustrophobic, um, very poorly lit. Uh, what isn't red is a very unsettling shade of yellowish orange and the streets are filled with people doing hawking their various wares both legal and illegal and you get to a series of buildings that have been sort of transformed into an apartment complex and you are on the bottom floor, and you know that Gorit is on is supposed to be on the top floor. But um, as you start to approach, there's like a bridge connecting two sections of the upper level, and you see an Elcor, who are usually like these big, lumbering gray lumps without a really visible mouth. There's like this flap that counts as a mouth that. Uh, that they talk out of. Um, but he is dressed in special armor, which it doesn't look like it, it is heavy. It looks like there are gears and servos in his armor that help actually allow him to move around, and he has a sniper rifle attached to the back of his armor. And also with him is a Krogan wearing the red heavy armor that is denoted by the blood pack and about four Vorcha just sort of 
hanging out with him. Um, and when he sees you all approaching uh, Gorat in a very, very monotone voice that the Elcor are famous for says, threateningly, stop or I will shoot. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I am having trouble taking this seriously for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I made it in Elcor. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Mm. Actually, follow this in mind. Um, can I have taken a moment before coming here to prepare a couple of tech powers? Yes. Which ones would you like to prepare? I believe I would create a combat drone and the tech barrier. Okay. Neither of those are active. Just got them prepared. Got them primed and ready. So, remind me, remind me real quick. Arya wanted us to hurt him in some way? Yes. Um, like, you can kill him, send a message, but, uh, but essentially just hurt him, make sure that Arya, that he knows it's from Arya. Yeah, and make sure that he stops undercutting her red sand. Sails. By any means necessary. Uh, what stat do you use to threaten people? Um, that would be coercion. Coercion. I'm not yep. terribly good at that, but... Uh, but the reason I was asking if people were going to keep walking was because he just made a threat, and there's one person here who's very clearly itching for a fight. Well... As a correction, there's one PC spoiling for a fight. It looks like there are quite a few NPCs who are also spoiling for a fight. Look, I am wound tight as a clock spring, but if a Healy stops walking, I'm going to stop walking. I want to okay. see if I can at least scare away like one combatant before we have to open fire. Uh, but when you... When you guys stop walking, Gort will go questioning why are you here? Hmm. Hmm. I want to say this in a way that's Im not immediately going to make him try and kill me. <laughs> I'm just going to stop and say well I'm not here for a fight. I can't necessarily speak for my companions. But, ah. Uh, Word is it that you've managed to piss off our Arya Tolok. And I'm just here with some friendly advice. I, I like to be I like to be helpful. It's just in my nature. <sighs> you know, Asari lived for a very long time. And Arya Tolok is very powerful. Especially on Omega. It seems like an awful poor use of your life to make an enemy that's going to have a the patience of a thousand years. Right. I look from like each of them as I'm talking, like I look at Gorit and I know he's probably unfazed, but like Kresk and Vorcha are probably not gonna be scared off very easily. But I'm just going like, 
I'm just saying that it seems an awful stupid way to die to undercut Arya Tolok when you could just keep things the way they're out, that they were going. Go ahead and roll. I'll say probably coercion. Oh, no. Actually, let's make this negotiation. Negotiation, uh, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an opposed check. Um, what's a, what opposes? Negotiation. Yeah, what opposes negotiation? Oh, negotiation. negotiation. Okay. Um, does not. Nobody here has any negotiation. So I'll just go off. So we'll just go off of um, Goritz and add a couple of uh, black dice for Kresk and Grunts. Um, so Goritz presence score. Goritz is, is two, so it's going to be a difficulty two. And then add another two setback dice, one for Kresk and one for just the Grunts at large. Can we, the other... PCs add boost dice for our own intimidating presence. I believe you can. I believe, like, assisting... Assisted roll is a thing. Yeah, I think, like, that's exactly how assisted roll works. It's like, for each person assisting, get a boost dice. You explain how your character wants to help with the task. If the explanation is reasonable, your GM may allow the assistance. Skilled assistance. Assistance works best when the assisting party brings additional insider expertise to the task. When a character with a higher characteristic or skill rating provides assistance to another character, the dice pool may use one character's characteristic and the other character's skill rating. Uh, my skill rating in negotiation is zero. Yep, so you would give unskilled assistance, which is simply a boost dice. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is... What is uh, Kesnek's? Two green. Two green. So uh, so that's just two boost dice then, because nobody else is trained in it. I'll take it. Look, if I could scare, if I can scare one person off, then this will be a success. <laughs> uh, Oof! That is a Ooh, lot of blank dice. Hey, um, what a. What can story points be used for? Yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about the story points. Um, I know you can upgrade dice, but I don't know if it can re-roll. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can either turn greens into yellows or uh, turn purples into reds for opposing characters. Um, you can use them to activate abilities and talents and you can use them to just like create things in the story but you can't uh you cannot re-roll once the dice are down then they're down ah, i mean it was worth a shot yep curses i'm i'm ready to suffer some consequences so with the threat i'm going to say in the middle of you talking gort is going to get an out of turn incidental to just He's going to shoot, but uh, it's going to be a special kind of thing because, um, so hold on a second. It's going to be, you guys are at long range. You guys are all currently at long range right now, so it's going to be three purple for him. Oh, dang. Um, 
he he misses. It was a warning shot. I swear. No, no, no. Like literally, like that. I was ro- rolling to see if it was a warning shot, and that was what the success state was going to be. I wonder what the failure state is going to fucking be. Uh. <laughs> failure state of a warning shot. Okay, I know that. Um, I know that Omega is supposed to be like crime central. I assume there's no like police units or anything like that, right? Correct. Correct. When law absolutely needs to be uh, handed down, it is uh, it is done by various mercenaries and gangs, but no actual police. Hmm. Shoot. I don't know. You know what? With the with with a failure. I'm going to say that he might potentially actually hit you now. So I'm going to roll to see if he actually hits you. All righty then. Okay. Well, uh, he misses. He at least misses the um, the actual hit. So uh... he aimed at me. He meant to it to be a warning shot, but he missed and almost hit me. But that missed. Yeah. Colin, I have a thought. I have a thought. Hmm. With all this failure and with the two threats there, and, uh, you know, we can say that one of those threats cancels out the advantage that he had earlier. But with the last threat, he hits somebody in the crowd, and it's somebody who matters. Somebody who could affect this. Is there a crowd? I mean... They walked out of the building before we could start going up, if I understood the setup to this scene. They were just sort of hanging out. Um, you know what? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. He kills one of the Vorture Grunts. You're... What? Like, I'm gonna... That's... Like, okay. it's, it's a... They're a minion, so it's... So, it, like, the the shot bounces back and hit, hits the Vorture in the head, and just, like, he falls off the bridge and, like, and, uh, lands hard. And, um, Gora goes... Embarrassed. Oops. Well, so... uh, Negotiations have broken down. (laughs) A shot was just fired. Angrily. Get them. They work for Arya. And, uh, at this point, I need everyone... Everyone to roll cool. Because everyone was prepared for a fight at this point. So, there's really no reason not to roll cool. So, hold on, let me, let me, I don't know why it's at, it's adding things automatically, so hold on one second, I want to add. Oh. It's, uh, well, that, that was my result, is. Yeah, yeah, I know. One I'm, hit to but, advantage. Oh. Oh, I okay. pretty good. Jesus. Shit. <laughs> I rolled four, uh, four successes and two advantages. Uh, there we go. Alright, so I'm gonna roll for Gorit real quick. Gorit. Oh! Okay. I don't know what that translates to, but good for him. <laughs> That's 3 2, right? I think, actually. So it's 2 1, but uh, I guess with the triumph. I think in this case that just gives you precedence over other 2 1s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna roll for the grunts real quick. Uh, oh wow, their cool is garbage. But they still somehow uh, managed to get a success. Uh, 
highest number of successes to the lowest. If two checks are tied, the character with more advantages is ranked higher. The player character and NPC are still tied. The player character is ranked higher. That's the new order. It doesn't yeah, say anything. Yeah, I can tell their triumph doesn't do anything on initiative rolls. Aside from being a success. Well, that seems like a shame. Yeah, it kind of feels like it should do something, but I'm not going to complain about being first in the initiative. Yep, okay, that looks correct. All right, so... The turn, the turn order is going to be Ahili, and then the Krogan Kresk, the the Elcor Gorit, then Keznak, then the Vorchagrunts, and then Kunk. However, how the fuck was I wound tight as a spring, spoiling for a fight, and I go last? Jesus Christ! <laughs> you don't have any any cool. However, that's gonna have to wait till next time where we will get into our first proper combat in this system. Next time, somebody dies. Next time, somebody dies. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Experience? Yeah, I was just about to say, 25 uh, experience to all my players. We're going to go with a little bit of a faster progression here because it's such a short campaign. I'll see you all next time. Thank you and good night. Good night, everybody. Night.